0: Welcome to Monk's Take Hello everyone and welcome to Monk's Take This is episode 14 Uh, Today we are joined by men's lacrosse head coach Bill Cosentino Coach, thanks for joining us My pleasure I I know you uh, enjoy a good conversation Always Always (laughs) And about your favorite topic, men's lacrosse
1: it is my favorite topic.
0: That's beautiful. Uh, so, fourth season at the helm here for the Monks. Season four. Season number four. Three of the groups are recruiting classes. These guys know your way by now. And the program has, has taken an upward trajectory, just like we planned when you were hired here to, to take over the, the program. 12 wins last year. Team record for wins, team record for win streak. Where do we go next? What, is, what are your goals? for the 2020 season
1: it's a great question you know we sat down with our team a few weeks ago prior to the start of our season and just kind of made almost a mini vision board with some post-its and had the guys kind of jot down what they wanted their desired result of this season to be and you know I would say 90% of the guys wanted us to either you know win the GNAC championship or or get to the championship game Uh, and you know from there we we had to talk about how we were going to do that and what Standards we need to meet throughout the season order to, to hopefully get us there.
0: Nice. So, you have a solid group of returners. Um, we did graduate some standout players as well. Uh, we talk about like the Mike Finns, the Ray Emery's, you know, Tyler Ritalics, guys like that that have been here all four years and, and were solid players. Uh, Mike Finn, all time leading scorer. Uh, how do you replace a guy like that?
1: You know, it, it's hard to replace guys like that, and, and we're not talking about just the the lacrosse aspect they were great leaders for our team and I think they really bought into to what we were trying to do when I got here and uh, they really exemplified um, hard work good character and good leadership Um, so it's hard to replace those guys but what's wonderful is they left an incredible legacy and the new captains the the current upperclassmen have really kind of taken charge and helping us get in the right direction of what we want to do and leading our young guys uh, the direction we want them to go. You know we're gonna miss Mikey Finn on the field and you know putting up you know forty five to fifty two right. points and goals a year. But I think we've got some nice freshmen coming and fill those shoes. A Tyler Retallick, you know, strong midi Dodger for us. But you know again we've got a couple young guys who can really dodge and put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, Ray Emery was a I believe it was a four year starter. You know he, he started three years for me and, and one year under Coach Barriel. And um, the kid the kid was an animal, right? But we also got some really good defenders, some guys who've also been starting the last couple years who, who played with Ray. So, you know, we're going to miss those guys, but they left the legacy and a lot for us to kind of live up to.
0: That must be one of the enjoyable things for you. I know that you come from a leadership background and you head up the Leadership Academy here at St. Joe's. Just seeing a transition in leadership, guys that got it from the group before and just kind of honing their own skills and putting their own stamp on the program.
1: Yeah, leadership's extremely important, and I think, you know, for me, I obviously love coaching lacrosse, but it's building a culture of success, and, you know, how do we teach these these young athletes, um, you know, how to hold each other accountable, how to be accountable, how to be committed, what does that look like, and, and you know, how to be positive about holding your teammates accountable, you know, because I think young people have a hard time doing that. So, you know, we love building um, these leadership skills within our guys. We actually, every Wednesday uh, throughout the season, we do what's called Culture Wednesday. Uh, okay. Started last year, we read the book um, Legacy by James Kerr. Um, really talked about, you know, the New Zealand All Blacks, um, you know, famous rugby team, one of the best, you know, most winningest successful sports organizations in the entire world, right? So we, we really examined what they did throughout the, you know, 100 years to be hmm. successful. And this year we dove into Hard Hat by um, John Gordon, uh, written about a lacrosse player from Cornell who passed away in 2004, George Biardi, and really examining uh, George as, as a great teammate and stories told by his, you know, the guys who played with him and his coach and, you know, guys, how does this connect with what we were talking about, legacy, and how does this relate to what we're trying to do here at St. Joe's? How can we be better in every, every phase of life?
0: Right, because that's what it's about. Yes. I mean, we all want to win national championships, but there's only one team that does that. Correct. And, you know, first on the steps of, of winning that are as a conference championship. 100%. And that brings me to the uh, the next thing on my list is, is the GNAC preseason poll, which is worth the papers printed on, probably, but it's <laughs> something, and it gets, it's a primer for the season and gets people excited about what's coming. Uh, the Monks picked to finish third. What do you think of that?
1: Um, appreciative of the, the the votes by our, our um, fellow coaches within the conference, and I think it's you know you take it with a grain of salt. I think you know it shows that there's some respect for the program, but also we've got to go out and earn it now. And you know ultimately we want to be finishing the top four so we can be in the final four and, and make mm-hmm. a run for playoffs. But what I've learned is winning is very hard and winning consistently is harder. And we've got some really strong teams in our conference. We've got really good coaches in our conference. And honestly, every year I feel like, you know, it's up in the air for who could who could win the championship. So, you know, we like to see that that people respect us and that means we're going to get their absolute best on the field. Right. But we've got to kind of stay humble and focused because we haven't won a championship yet. We had an early bounce last year. Jay Wu came in and just played lights out against us and t- took us to... Uh, took us to places we didn't want to go mentally you know they they were stronger they had more experience in postseason uh than we did and, and it showed on the field that day um but I think if the guys can stay focused uh continue to get better throughout the season I foresee us being able to finish in in the top three as well
0: yeah in those preseason polls nobody knows what your freshmen are like you don't know what anybody else's Correct. freshmen or transfers are like Correct. so it's it's all going to Come to four here in the opening weeks of the season and see how teams are, are performing. Exactly. So you open up this weekend Yep. at Nichols College. At Nichols. Talk about what you hope to see there.
1: You know, honestly, Corey, for us, you know, it's a non-conference game. Obviously, we want to go out and win every game. But the championship on May 2nd isn't won on Saturday, February 22nd. We need to play our best lacrosse we need to kind of hit the standards that we set in terms of you know shots amount of shots we want to get um, clearing percentages we want to hit goals against that we want to keep the team to um, and I think what we need to do is come out of that game we're going to lose with how are we getting better for the next game I think that's super important uh, what I learned last year looking at uh, you know some teams that that went to the NCAA tournament they had some early season losses heck there are some teams that that we beat that, you know, Norwich had a loss or two, too, and, and they end up going to the, the NCAA tournament. And that's because they learned in the beginning. They tried some stuff out. They figured out who their personnel was, and they kept getting better. I think for us, yeah. we kind of plateaued around April, and that's okay. You know, we, we've never been there before, and, and this year we're hoping to kind of take it in phases. Those non-conference games we're using to compete, get better, see what we are got. Then we were going into those conference games, looking to, to finish with a, a winning record and get the playoffs, and then next phase is playoffs, right? Because yeah. once you're there, you now got to win. We don't want another first round bounce like we had last year. Um, so again, Nichols is a strong Commonwealth team. Uh, they're usually top five. They've they've beaten us the last two years. They've uh, they've gotten the best of us on the, those early season games. But I think we've got enough talent to go in there and win. It's a matter of can we put it all together, you know, after three and a half weeks of practicing.
0: And you had a, a scrimmage with UNE over the weekend. I know you saw some good things there.
1: Yes, a lot of good things. You know, the score wasn't indicative of what our team is. You know, we played all four of our goalies. We wanted to get them all on film. You know, we played every single one of our defenders. Um, we played most of our offensive players. Um, so, you know, at one point it was an 8-6 game with 13 minutes left in the uh, in the third quarter and we had the most penalties I've ever seen. So well, what I took away from that is, all right, so we can obviously play and compete, but if we're not going to get disciplined, if we're not going to work on turnovers in the clearing game or just unforced turnovers, it doesn't really matter the talent. At that and point. you're playing man down. And you're, we played man down yeah. a lot. So I think a great, it was a great learning lesson for the guys, great first test. And Coach Birch over at UNE is just outstanding coach and always puts together a great squad. And it was a lot of fun playing them, very competitive. Um, so, you know, t- but again, it's a scrimmage you take it for what it's worth and we move on because who you are on, on February you know 16th mm. probably isn't who you're gonna be in April you
0: know no that's very true. Uh, I bet it was nice to get out and, and play a different team you yeah guys have just been facing off against each other for a month and a half now or however long it's been
1: exactly and the guys tend to you know you start to figure out your teammates and you know it's nice to get out there and not know what the attack in front of you is going to yeah. do or not know how that defenseman is going to approach you and play you so you know it was great and, and again you need a strong team and it's always a good test for us when we get to compete with them
0: so let's uh, a little bit here let's go through kind of quadrant by quadrant on the field a little um so on the offensive end i know you're a defensive guy so i'm gonna make you uncomfortable no, and we're gonna talk offense right off the bat Maybe I should get Coach Horgan in here to, to talk about some nah, offense. Nah.
1: Don't worry. <laughs> Head ball coach knows. Yeah.
0: Um, so let's talk about, you know, Shane Puglio coming back. Tremendous year. Just a playmaker. Um, again, we lose Finn, and I know that the cupboard is, is far from bare. Let's talk about your group up front.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of talent, uh, and it's pretty exciting. We've got, you know, Shane Puglio obviously returning at the attack position. Um And, yeah, he doesn't have Mike Finn to feed to anymore, but Shane Puglio can see the field, and he knows how to feed. He knows how to create offense. And, you know, he's got plenty of uh, guys on the supporting cast to to put the ball in the back and and to give him the ball, right? Um, you got Glenn Dion, who freshman year, Mm. he came out, he was top two or three in the team scoring as a freshman, had to miss most of last year with an injury, and now he's back, and he's getting the mix at both attack and midfield. you got a Brendan Martin as a junior also who – again, freshman year didn't play. Last year came in and just did a great job for us. And now he's got two years of experience. He's confident. Um, you know, so I love our attack group. We've got a freshman, Max Lacey, um, literally looks very similar to Mike Finn. <laughs> same build, wearing the same number. He's got an absolute cannon of a shot, but you know, he's a freshman. So there's, there's mm-hmm. a lot of room for, for growth for him. I think ultimately the uh, attack unit's very strong. And then we've got some other guys who can easily fill in at the attack: Gunner Wade, sophomore Xavier Michaud. Um, you, you know, he's one of our big freshmen. Um, Zach Larose, sophomore, who can play both midfield and attack for us. So we've got a lot of options there.
0: That's good because in, in a season, you're definitely going to have injuries, and depth is a factor for sure for your sport. Yeah. Uh, so let's go to the midfield, of course, uh, led by your face-off mitty, Shane Force. Yeah,
1: Shane Force has been uh, been lights out for us the last three years, and we hope that as, as you know. senior year last run he continues to do what he does and and uh, gets us those possessions off the face off most important part of the game right um and then you got dan cunningham who was a senior last year but because he didn't play freshman year he's back as a grad student kind of leading the way for our um our relatively young midfield unit I mean, Dan's, Dan's a grad student, then we have no seniors at the midfield. So it's hmm. junior, sophomore, and freshman heavy. Um, and Dan's a great leader on the field, sees the field well, can create. Uh, but honestly, his leadership itself is, I think, the most important piece to his game, especially when he's leading young men. Um, Devlin Scott, number 16. uh Devin played, what, 10 or 11 games last year. He sat four or five with an injury and still had 16 goals. Um, Devin's probably not the quickest kid out there, but he is a strong, powerful Dodger. Really knows how to get in the alley and and make things happen. Um, And again, Tyler Brewster, number two junior. I feel like he's going to have a breakout year this year. Um, Tyler's been a very consistent force in our midfield the last two years. Um, And we got those three working together. So it's kind of nice to see. And then you've got guys like Zach LaRoche, Gunnar Wade. Um, you know, Gunnar didn't get a ton of reps last year. Zach did. And, and mm. so they're playing really well right now, building some good chemistry. Uh, Brett Shaughnessy, um, Jr. also. Brett, you know, not a ton of playing time the last few years. But, man, he's, he's really stepped up. He's starting to figure things out. And he's also taking face force as well because we need to make sure we got two guys who are ready to go right so you know and obviously i can name every guy on the team and but you know i think just just off the top my head some guys that stand out um that i think are going to help us out big time this year at the midfield
0: excellent so now going to your your home yep. your defensive end and we'll talk about the group you have there
1: sure uh you know, again, I feel like we've got another strong defensive unit this year, despite losing Ray Amory, right? And then a guy like uh, Peter Wood at LSM. We got Alex right. Osmansky back, who was second-team all-conference last year. Uh, freshman Eli Arsenal from Thornton Academy won a couple championships there, and those two are just unbelievable at the LSM position. Uh, speed, uh, tenacious on the ball, right? But, but, but Eli's also going to rotate down low, which is really nice. And then we've got four uh-huh. other guys – that we really like right now. Um, Brendan Barrett, Jr., sorry, G- nope. Jason Barrett. Jason Barrett. <laughs> sorry there, Jason, forgot. Um, uh, Jason Barrett's locking down the D for us right now with, with senior Joe Mooney, who's you know earned his stripes over the last few years and has taken on a big leadership role as captain for us. Um, Nate Landry, freshman last year, now a sophomore aggressive, hungry, kind of ready to go out there and eat. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> and then freshman Connor Bogdansky, transfer from LIU, um, you know, he came in this January, someone we recruited in the past, and he brings a, a lot of aggression, a lot of physicality to the game. So we've got a really good core group of defenders, but what's great is I've also got a ton of young guys that have really been showing us that they can play. And some of them aren't there yet, mm. but I know, hey, if, if we need to get somebody in, if, you know, I got a good group of guys I can rely on.
0: Excellent. And the goalkeeping position. Now this is this is going to be an interesting one for you this year. I think you have uh, you have some talent in net and who's going to emerge as the as the guy?
1: Right. So you know, we, we've only actually got one returner from from the team last year, and that's sophomore Michael Chinoka. And Michael had two starts last year and played in about six or seven games, and he's really shown that he's he's got a good grasp of our of our defense. Uh, he's gotten so much better at communicating. Uh, but then we've got um, senior transfer Ed Hellier, known as Teemo. Um, you know Ed played. He, he started for Merrimack in the national championship a few years ago in 2017. Um, he won a championship as the goalie at, at South Portland High School. Um, you know he was off last spring when he wasn't at school, coaching at NYA and and helped win a championship there. And hmm. you know Ed brings a very very high lacrosse IQ to the game. It's it's basically like having a coach on the field. He's very confident and very good with the clears. You know, but what's amazing is he's got. Gotten our goalies to perform at a very high level, not not because he's, you know, specifically coaching them up, but because the guys are rising to the challenge, right? And I'm really impressed. And we got two freshman goalies, Giuseppe Brown and um, Brandon Gilbert, and I'm very very pleased with the way they're playing as well. So, I mean, I feel very very lucky to have four strong goalies and ultimately you're going to pick the guy who is the most consistent the guy who can you know give you the best chance of winning but all these guys are working really hard and doing everything we asked for so it's certainly not an, an easy decision to make as who's going to anchor that you know between the pipes
0: yeah that'll be an interesting thing to follow i think when you have a guy who's won the championships and played at a high level like hellier you would think that he might end up being the guy but we'll see I mean, it's good to have competition. Rising tide raises all ships.
1: Exactly. And you know? iron sharpens iron. What I love about Ed, though, is he's a really good teammate, too. You can hear him on, you know, in the scrimmage the other day, he's cheering the guys on, getting excited, giving some feedback here and there. So, you know, I think what's important as we work with our goalies is getting them to be a cohesive unit that obviously want to compete with each other but also care for each other and support each other because everyone knows in that goalie position, if you're having a bad day, you need you need the next guy up to come in and kind of – kind of save your butt a little bit so you know i think all four of these young men are are performing really really well right now um you know i think obviously um you know we'll come come to the right decision with who's going to help us be most successful on the field
0: so i saw on i don't know if it was on instagram social media somewhere um you posted a picture on your uh account lacrosse account all the coaches yes and someone commented you know the the Largest uh, player to coach ratio in the NCAA, um, which is kind of funny. Uh, I know you have a program, you've built a program where coaches want to be around it. And that's evident in the volunteers that you have. And, you know, the, the paid coaches aren't making bank either. No. That's just the nature of, of college coaching. But, Talk a little bit about your coaching staff and, and the roles that they have.
1: Absolutely. Um, we'll start with associate head coach John Horgan. Um, John brings an incredible passion to the game, incredible intensity. Obviously, up until you know last year, was the all-time leading scorer here as, as a former player at St. Joe's. Um, he's he's working extremely hard at developing or increasing his acumen for the game. Um, and I love it. And he's super mm. excited to learn from anyone, tries new things. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful to have him. He's very, very committed to to making sure this program gets to where we need to go. And, and, yeah. and I'm so grateful for all he sacrifices to, to continue to be part of our program. Um, we've got a new assistant coach, Hilmar Smith, left to take over at uh, Linden for the head job. And we've got Matt Gilbert, um, young guy. Man, he's Probably smarter than me, um, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't which isn't hard, I guess. But he is, he is, he's developed a great rapport with the guys already. You know, he got to start this fall, but he's he's commanded respect from the team because it's the way he he holds himself in practice, it's the way he he speaks to the guys and teaches, mm-hmm. uh, and he's running our special team stuff. So everything from wow. from you know. Sub game to our clears and rides, you know, he's, I'm, I'm giving him the full reign on that because I trust him. He's shown me he can do a lot. Uh, passionate about the game, always wants to pick my brain, always wants to share some ideas, you know, and he worked with uh, Coach Don Glover at Brunswick last year, Brunswick High School, and Coach Glover's, you know, he's literally the Don, in my opinion, of lacrosse <laughs> here in Maine, uh, With a few, along with a few other great coaches, um, and, and he came highly recommended Coach Gilbert, so we're glad to have him on this staff. Um and then, like you mentioned, we've got a plethora of volunteers who who basically approached me and, and wanted to give back. And most of them are also alums here. Um, and and not all of them can come every day, and that's fine because. You know, they've got jobs, they've got families, and right. we're not paying them anything, but uh, you know what they can give, they give 100%, and we're appreciative of that. Dan O'Gorman, this is actually his sixth season. He was here before me. Um, kind of took a little s- step back from, from being a major role on the coaching staff just because of his job, but he works with our face-off guys. He gives us a breakdown of how we want to set up for wing play, and so he's a tremendous impact in, in that piece of the game for us. Um, you got Jeff Harris, who's also the head coach of Freeport High School. Jeff and I play. Together at Plymouth State, yeah. he's a tremendous leader, uh, great father to his children, really good role model for us. Uh, he kind of brings that that energy and passion, and excitement, you know, because he's not here all the time, and he wants to make you know make it a point when he is here to be a, a really impactful coach and positive coach, and I love that. Uh, and then you got newcomer Chris Driscoll, uh, Drizzy. Played here also as a goalie, and he's been coach at Thornton Academy the last few years and has coached some phenomenal goalies and helped win mm. some championships. And now he's working with, you know, Ed, Giuseppe, Michael, and, and Brandon, and really doing a phenomenal job. I'm incredibly impressed with him. Very smart guy, and it, I like to surround myself with people smarter than me because it's think a way to do it. Makes, it, do it. it makes for a, a really good staff. And then you've got uh, Jake Ricciardi, and Jake also played here, uh, graduated in 2014. And Jake's one of those guys who, who helps with everything from know, managing our sideline to helping us out in different drills, whether we need them on offense or defense. You know, so look, I'm just I'm absolutely blessed to have this many guys volunteer. It's I've never seen anything like it, but I think it speaks volumes to Saint Joseph's College and the experience they had here. Mm-hmm. I also think it speaks to what we're doing here as a culture and trying to change some things.
0: Definitely it says a lot about what you're doing and what that program means to these young men. It's very cool to see that yeah, they they kind of pay it forward. You know, in volunteer their time, it's it's uh, it's a lot. Even if they're not here every day, it's a lot.
1: It's a lot. It's a lot for them. And and like I said, I'm I tell them all the time I'm grateful for what they can give to the program and and uh, what they can give for their practice times. And I think most of them if would rather be here every single day if they could. Right. You know.
0: Yeah, I know how that is. So, Coach, let's talk about the conference a little bit. Now, Norwich is is at the top of the list, and LaSalle is right there. And we got Jay Wu behind us, and, you know Manuel and Riv and and, and Anna Maria. And I know I'm not naming every school because I don't want to. Uh, but just talk about the makeup of the conference. And like we said, you know it, you're not going to be able to forecast what kind of freshmen they're going to have right. or transfers or anything like that. But you know the coaches, you know the systems they play for the most part. Just just talk about how you think the conference lines up this year. Did it did it match how you voted the the poll?
1: Yeah it did it was pretty close to what I'd voted. I voted th- like I said earlier I think we've got a pretty good conference here I, I mean it's very competitive you know it's it's a toss up of who's going to win the championship and I say that because if you look at the last three years it's, yeah. it's been different teams right from uh, LaSalle to Jay Wu to Norwich the last three years so it's, it's a lot of fun to kind of see that and um it also gives you hope, too, because, like, hey, if we can put it together, if we can figure it out in the playoffs, we we can have that opportunity as well. I've got great respect for the coaches in our conference. I mean, Coach Anderson at and Norwich, first off, he's, he's just a really nice man. Um, <laughs> it's great talking. He's always very complimentary of our program and what we're doing. Uh, but, man, he's one heck of a coach. Smart. Um, his assistant, Coach Fisher, well, their associate head coach, he's mm-hmm. awesome. I've had some phone calls with him this year just picking his brain because – it's a brotherhood in lacrosse. And, That's cool. Uh, whether we're opponents or not, we're always willing to share information. Um, so, you know, Norwich always brings in a tough recruiting class because, you know, it's a service academy. You're getting really disciplined young men, really athletic young men. Yeah. But these are guys who are going to be serving our country in some aspect. And I've got great respect for them. And, you know, hopefully this year we can we can beat them. You know, the last few years in the regular season, it's a three, four goal game. And, you know, I'm hoping this year is that year, but I'm, I'm ready for a battle as always. And then you got LaSalle. You know, Coach Billy Mason, great respect for him as well. Enjoy our conversations when we get to talk on the recruiting trails, and um, he just does a phenomenal job of coaching his guys. LaCell's always patient. They know how to move the ball around right. and, and wait for their matchups, wait for the good shots. So that's why you always see him at the top. Um, and again, it just goes down the list: Jay Wu, Coach C- Coppola or Capola. Sorry, Coach, can never pronounce it right. Fellow Italian guy there, <laughs> um, but cop does a great job. I mean, look, he came in here last year and. He did his homework and knew exactly how to stop us, and those boys, those guys deserve, deserve the win. And then they went on to mm-hmm. play Norwich and had a, a two-goal game with them. It was pretty fun to watch. You know, I hate being on the losing end, but right. I like good lacrosse, so I'll take that. Well, it was good um, that you
0: tuned in. I mean, some coaches would just kind of
1: no can't. Absolutely, I like to watch lose. and yeah. see, hey, what, what could have been, you know, what right. do we need to do better to get there. And I want to support these guys. I think we're all working hard to build our programs and to strengthen the GNAC. So, you know, we're going to. I'm going to support where I can. But overall, I just, I really think our conference is is all across the board competitive. You know, you got Coach Trevor Craven at Emmanuel, brought in a pretty solid recruiting class, I know, because I lost a guy or two to him, right? (laughs) Um, So, you know, I'm just overall excited to to get things going and see where we stack up. And like you said, like, I don't know every kid they brought in, they don't know every kid we brought in, but knowing the coaches and their ability to lead and develop and, and compete, I think. I think again it could be anyone this year
0: so you start off playing out in the in the uh, snow and cold hopefully not too cold uh when we start off but talk about your trip pretty cool stuff you're going to a different place this year than florida
1: yeah this year we're going to head out to california um we have an opportunity to play whittier college who is a very strong program in the division three yep the poets the monks and poets it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be quite the uh Silent. (laughs) Silent Quiet game. Yeah. Respectful battle. (laughs) Um, you know, and and Whittier is just always a strong team. a few years back when I was coaching with Keene State, we had the opportunity to go out and play them as well. And beautiful facilities, you know, phenomenal coaching staff. They they take care of us um as visitors. So I'm excited to see what we got. Like Whittier's Whittier's probably gonna be one of the the best teams we played all season and I think it's gonna speak volumes to where we're at. You know, in two weeks from now, yeah. as to, and, and to where we want to be. So,
0: of course, those guys never practice inside.
1: Right? No, they. Got-
0: or you know, they don't have to worry about removing snow from their field. Of course, it's Correct. always, always, always outside. So that's that's an advantage right off the bat.
1: Sure, sure. But hey, playing in the cold and the snow makes it tough. Us tough. Toughness. Makes us tough, right? Um, we're also going to play Houghton College from upstate New York. Um, I don't know much about Houghton, um, but I know they're a small Catholic school like us. So I'm, I'm always looking forward to to the opportunity of playing new teams. Mm. Um, and you know, we're looking to come away from that trip two and o. You know, I think that's what the guys want. That's what we want. and We're not traveling all that way to to lose, right? So we got to kind of control what we can and go out there and, and execute, and you know, come away with those wins.
0: So we know that lacrosse is one of the fastest growing sports still in New England and on the East Coast and, and moving its way West. But what is the, the level of lacrosse in, say, California? Now that's a different, are they recruiting a lot of kids from the East Coast or is it's?
1: So the beautiful thing about Whittier College is that it is on the West Coast and California's not a traditional hotbed, but man, it has been booming the last ten years because yeah. you've got some incredible athletes, and now they can play lacrosse year-round out on a field, you know, not confined to a gym or a small turf indoor area, um, and it's so fast-paced. So these athletes are, are are buying into the sport very quickly, and Whittier's got is unique because they can recruit East Coast kids who want to get. Off of the East Coast, right? Yeah. And they've always been. They've been around for a while, and they've always had strong teams. And I think it's that that attraction. I think if you you know if you got schools out there like Cal Poly and USC and UCLA and their club programs, and if those weren't varsity, the amount mm-hmm. of East Coast kids that would be out there would be huge. And, and right. they're loaded with East Coast talent as it is, right? For the guys who who want to go to those schools. Um, so they are a talented group of of. Um, lacrosse players from from across the country, and I think you know it's going to be exciting to see a different brand, a different style of lacrosse.
0: Yeah, it'll be very cool to follow and to watch on video. With, you know, a lot of sunshine in the background. Yes, I'm excited very, for it. Very cool. So, coach, anything else to add about your season? I know uh, one thing I do want to mention is is like the home turf advantage, that traditionally not. A season where people are coming out in shorts and t-shirts and enjoying nice weather and a game but late in the season you can yep uh but for sure i think a a good home crowd helps quite a bit and it gets everybody riled up
1: absolutely it's a lot of fun when when the students come out and obviously we've got a great following with our parents and family members um they're absolutely incredible they run tailgates after every game for us and every family's chipping in and bringing Mm. food and setting up and you know grilling before the game it's just it's a lot of fun it's a really good atmosphere and that wasn't like that my first year here i think that speaks volumes to kind of again the direction we're going the culture we're trying to build and the the the, the families that are a part of what we're doing um i'm super grateful for that and, and all that they're committed to but you know we, we love to get our, our students out there and you know because for the longest time there weren't many home lacrosse games played at st joe's right? prior prior to uh to getting our turf field a few years ago so you know Students listening, bundle up, come on out, support the squad. It's usually pretty fun, and, uh, you know, the guys really, really rise to the occasion when they've got a strong fan base supporting them.
0: Definitely, and one of the funnest sports to watch here, no doubt about it. It's fun. It's all sorts of action, guys getting hit, knocked down, scoring goals, making big saves, a lot of fun, yes. and, and watching Coach Cosentino with his energy on the sideline.
1: Thanks. Yes,
0: <laughs> definitely. Uh, well, Coach, thanks a lot for joining us. This has been a great conversation, and, and we really look forward to your season starting and and seeing the progression. No pressure.
1: No, nope, no pressure whatsoever. We just we just gotta be better than we were, uh, you know, yesterday. We'll be fine. Perfect. Thanks a lot, Corey. All
0: right, thanks, folks. Thanks for listening to Monk's Take, Episode 14.